It does change your focus. Why do we like pray for our food every day? Well, what are we doing there? How is that an exercise of faith? Go ahead, Charmaine. Mm-hmm. Can I share a short story from my childhood? We were, um, you know, we had six kids in the family, and so we had a, a regular practice of you just didn't go in the refrigerator and get what you wanted. Um, you know, our groceries couldn't take that. You, we had food designated for our meals, and you don't just go and grab something because you're hungry right now. By, by the way, we ate as a family for the most part. We ate a meal together, and that was the reason. <laughs> and so that the food would, would provide for what it was meant for and that somebody wouldn't take above their share. Um, so our, 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 our parents had this policy of, you know, you ask. If you want something, like I never missed a meal. I didn't know I was poor until I got older and met other people. And I realized then that I had lived a life as a poor boy. But I never missed it. Uh, I never missed a meal. But my parents required me to ask for something, to ask for it, not to just go grab it and ask for it. And that was an acknowledgement, first of all, that they are the provider and that when I need something, I come and ask for it, not just take it my, my own self. We ask God in prayer and we acknowledge that what we get comes from him. Even if it's just a little sandwich from whatever restaurant we're going to, McDonald's. I don't have stock in McDonald's, but I use them as an example. Um, we pray for that little meal, and we acknowledge, God, you give me what I need. And so that prayer is an exercise um, in, in faith that way. Now, Philippians 4, 6 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. The first part, do not be anxious about anything. Fear is an anxious or anxiety, isn't it? Um, and so we talked about fear on Sunday, but it says don't be anxious for anything. So it, it talks about that fear, but it ties this then the response to the remedy for fear then is faith. Don't be anxious, but it says instead, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Can I look at some of the extreme words there? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God. So we're reminded here that our response is to come to God with several things. Um, he says prayer and supplication with thanks. Um, prayer is not just asking God for something, but it's acknowledging him and worshiping him. In fact, we practice that when we pray, don't we? Uh, we we get, kind of get in the habit uh, of you know, our Heavenly Father, Jesus taught us how to pray. And the first thing was acknowledge who God is and your relationship with him. So, you know, I'm reminded 
that just acknowledging my relationship with him helps me deal with my anxieties. God, I belong to you. The thing that I need, you have and you can provide for me. So it says, by prayer. And then it says, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. I'm reminded that I am to, to, uh, to be thankful. <clears throat> we talked about on Sunday several things that we aren't to fear or to, to be ruled by fear, but instead we are to, to, um, to practice um, our faith. And I talked about uh, one, one topic was uh, sickness and pain and suffering. And we know that uh, that's a part. No, those are, many of our requests are, are based on that. Those who are sick, those who are are suffering in some way physically. We pray for them, and tonight we'll be doing that again. And, and uh, we had a chance just to see uh, Jackie come, and we just rejoice to, to see her. We've been keeping up with the news uh, about Mac and praying for him. We'll continue to pray for him, and we pray for her. Um, we think about so uh, uh, many in, in our congregation um, have dealt with that suffering, have dealt with sickness of some sort, um, and we're reminded to, to, to pray for them. <clears throat> um, some, um, some of our members are in a condition where there's not much more doctors can do for them, and so we bring them to the Lord in prayer. Um, those who care for them in that condition have to exercise faith that it is the Lord um, who you know, they've always been in God's hands. And so we just acknowledge that, Lord, now we, we, we need you. Um, we acknowledge that you are the one that can act uh, for this person. And so we ask you to, to pray. We've had prayer requests. Uh, we, so we realize that there are several in our midst who are caring for someone who has some serious ailment. We mentioned Mac. Uh, Mentioned my dad as well. Uh, we talked about Trinace and, and her mom and, and the uh, il illness that she has. Um, we have families that have um, dealing with bereavement, the Minnie Kathy family. Um, we talked about uh, the Alexander family and bereavement from the death of, of Beverly. And so we, we dealt and we are dealing with those types of things. We want to keep them in mind uh, as we pray tonight. <clears throat> pray for strength, pray for counsel, pray for comfort, and for grace and for faith uh, for the saints who um, are, are challenged with special challenges. But pray for their, their faith to be strengthened. Um, Jesus noted that the disciples had been overcome by fear. And he says, you have little faith. Their, their faith needed to, to increase, and he wanted them to focus on him. And so we pray that we would focus on, on Christ as we pray for them, and that uh, Lord would help each one of them, uh, those who care for that loved one, that loved one who is afflicted with sickness or disease, that they would look to Christ and that their faith uh, would be increased. So we want to, to keep that in mind. Again, 
we, we said the Bible teaches us not to be overcome by our fear, not to be ruled or let fear reign in our lives, but to exercise faith. And let me just read this verse again that it might encourage and challenge our hearts. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So let's remember and remind ourselves uh, as we pray today that uh, fear is not to rule, but we're to exercise that faith, and we can exercise that as we pray, bid ourselves to God in prayer. Good evening, saints. We continue our meditation in the Gospel of John. Remembering that the best view is the big view of the Scripture. We want to make sure that when we look at the Scripture, we keep the larger picture in mind. And that'll give us a better perspective. Nothing is worse than trying to take one verse to a million pieces and distort a whole passage. And that's what happens sometimes when we get to these verses that are hard to figure out. But instead, if we can figure out what the Bible is about, we can figure out what that book is about, what that section is about, suddenly that verse has a function that we can try to understand. But if you treat each verse as an isolated little piece that has its own isolated truth from everything else, then you have to be a philosopher to figure it out. But if you understand that it is the Holy Spirit's inspired word, that the Holy Spirit constructed it, as a whole, he meant every book to be part. He meant every chapter. He meant every verse. And he wanted them to connect in the way that they do. And so when we find those connections that he meant for us to find, we'll find the truth that we long for. Now, in John it says... Chapter 6. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to see them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. And coming near the boat, they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Now, it's a small passage. This is the same day which he fed the people. And now we see Jesus withdrawing from the people. And we see this great miracle that happens. Some reason, and for some reason, 
Jesus wasn't with the disciples. Jesus was, and we learned this in another passage, he was praying as they were going about their journey. For some reason, they knew Jesus' plans, and they knew that he was going to meet them at their destination. He told them to meet him on the other side. But in the midst of this journey across this sea, they got into trouble. And when they got into trouble, they got afraid. And fear is a powerful thing. Fear can make us believe things and be, it can make the most uncreative person creative, right? You can imagine things that don't exist when you are in fear. You can create realities that do not exist because of fear. Ultimately, you could say that all the mental problems in the whole world come about because of some type of fear. And all of the sins of the world, in some senses, it could be inspired by fear in many ways. I look out on our community and I see people who are afraid. And you may think that I'm talking about Corona and that's just one symptom of a greater fear. Because when they go home, they're afraid because they really don't know what a family is supposed to be like. They don't know. They're afraid of what they don't know. And because they're afraid, they don't want you to know that they don't know. So they're afraid of their image so they present an image before you. And that image is a projection, but it's made out of fears, right? And so a man will walk up and call a woman a B-word because he wants to project the image of a man, but he is afraid. He doesn't know what it means to be a man. And that woman will react. And sometimes we're surprised by the reactions, but that woman is afraid. She doesn't know what it means to be a woman. And the two of them are afraid, and they get together, and you see some of the most disrespectful and the odd combinations together because people are afraid. Some people are afraid of being alone. Some people are afraid of being in a crowd. Fears can vary, and your fear could be the opposite of my fear. And at the end of the day, we only have two extremes, and, and Dad talked about this the other day, but two extremes. We have faith and we have fear. Or we can choose who we fear. We can either fear God or fear man or fear anything else but God. Now, fear is a thing that we have to constantly confront. There are things that happen to me that make me afraid. I have this thing where if my car, if it goes out of control a little bit, I immediately have this big fear. Right? If somebody just stops in front of me suddenly, and I have that moment where I can feel the traction of my tires not going the way I want it to go, I have this big fear that just comes on me. And it's like almost like a shark that came behind me and just swallowed me whole, right? I'm afraid. That's how fear feels. It feels like there's something behind you. You don't know what it is till it gets you, right? And I say all this to say that the disciples knew that Jesus was going to meet them on the other side. 
So if you think about this logically, that must mean that they were going to make it through the storm. And if they would have took Jesus at his word, and they would have saw a storm, they would have thought to themselves, we're going to get through this even though I don't quite know the way that it'll happen. Think about Abraham. God said, put your son to death. But God had previously said he would bring about his promise through Abraham's son. So Abraham just put it together and said, he must raise my son back from the dead. That must be the way it's going to go. I don't know no other way, and I don't need to know. God promised me to go from A to B. Many things have come in the middle, but who cares? I'm going to obey God. But the disciples, when they ran into those things in the middle, they became afraid. But fear is not the end. We often will fail, and fear many times is a failure. And when they got afraid, who did they see? They saw Jesus walking on the water. Another thing you could say is this, Jesus knew right where to meet him. And he knows right where to meet us. And immediately they were at the other side because the whole point of the journey was to meet up with Jesus. And so I encourage us, if we know that God has promised us to go from A to B, and we see things getting in our way, we need to just ask ourselves, God, how do you still want me to get through to B? Not, oh, it's impossible. We can't get to be now. Think to yourself. And pray to the Lord. Encourage yourself. Ultimately, fear is self-caused, so it only could be solved by the Lord in you. So you had to confront that, amen? Be honest with it. Sometimes you even got to rebuke it. At the end of the day, it's we who have to be honest and confront our fears with our faith. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Um, you'll start to see at the beginning of my time that you're going to get a mic um, since we're doing... Um, the streaming so that way people can hear um, during the prayer time so instead of instead of having like a long dead quiet spot where people are kind of can't hear the prayers we want to make sure everyone can hear the prayers so that's why you have those mics and then I'll be randomly picking people um, every week uh, this week what I want to focus is I want to focus on um, our prayer being about just the people in the church who are suffering from um, health issues. I mean, this started pre-COVID even. It started last year with Beverly, and just we've been under a lot of attack with health-wise. Um, and I think just a message to our people as a decide is we as saints need to be serious about our own health as well. Um, obviously, we need to start looking at how we're living, making sure we're not um, living in a way that we're not taking care of ourselves. 
you know, is it overeating, is it overweight, is it lack of exercise, anything, alcohol, whatever, smoking, all of these things damage our bodies and obviously God put us as a steward of our bodies. So that's just an aside that we have to make sure that we're examining ourselves and making sure we're doing the right things and caring for the property that God gave us for ourselves. But aside from that, what I want the focus to be on is I want the focus to be on those who are sick, who have been struggling with things. And if you notice, a lot of the stuff that people have been struggling isn't even COVID-related. You know, we've got people who are very sick on other things outside of that, and it's really attacked our people. So um, what I'll do is I'll close up, but just have our focus just be on these people that God just works in them, works in the lives of the people that they're coming in contact with at the hospital as well because they have that opportunity to minister to those people. Then I'll close this. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for just being a God who is in complete control. We thank you for being the God who designed our bodies and um, knows how they function and how you've designed us to, to be able to heal, to be able to overcome sickness and to endure so many different types of things. We thank you for just um, being that God who is there through all of that suffering and through all that heartache. I'm just reminded of how many people you have healed in our congregation, Lord, that I look back at uh, Mickey and Uncle Cliff and uh, Miss Marge and just think of how many people you've brought through things that we didn't, we didn't know if they'd come through those things. We didn't know if we would be able to still have them with us. And you have seen fit to, to keep them in our congregation, Lord. And we, you know, we still mourn over Miss Beverly's death and Miss Minnie's death, but um, we know that even in that, Lord, you are gracious and you are our comforter and you have welcomed them into your arms, Lord, and that they will never suffer again. But I just think right now of the people that are in our congregation, Lord, and um, I think specifically of my grandfather who is in the hospital right now and just the different things that he's gone through, Lord. We thank you for him regaining some of his strength and being able to do things that last week he wasn't even able to do. We thank you for just him being able to work with physical therapy and getting his strength back and hopefully being able to come home next week. I thank you for being with um, Grandma Holt and helping her be able to make it today, Lord, and just the encouragement it is for us to see her, and I just ask that we would be an encouragement to her as well. I think of my mom who um, has been through chemo and been through surgery, and she still has um, some things to do yet, Lord, and you've just been so gracious in how you've dealt with her and that, um, with her CT coming back so normal, Lord, and things looking so well, I just ask you would continue to be with her and my dad as they just journey through this together and that you would help everything coming forward to go well. I think of Miss Trenace and um, just the surgery that she has planned, Lord, that you would be gracious to her in that and help her to heal quickly and to not have any complications. I ask you would be with the surgeons and doctors and everybody who's helping her through that, that they would be attentive and that they would um, just recognize any bad signs. And I ask you would help her to be a, a godly testimony to them as well, Lord. Um, the nurses and the aides do notice when people, when your people come through, Lord. I've had people comment to me, especially when my parents are in the hospital, that they can see a difference of them being patients and visitors. And that is a wonderful testimony to have, Lord. That is a unique opportunity that we have as believers to show people what it means to really have our faith while we're suffering. So I ask you would help her to, to have that testimony as well. I ask you to remind us as um, believers at Sweet Communion to keep these people in prayer to text them and call them and to let them know that we love them and that we're praying for them. And I pray specifically for Miss um, Minnie's grandchildren and great-grandchildren, Lord, how um, they, were, they were part of us here, Lord, and we don't want to lose them. We want them to be able to, to come 
fellowship with us again. And we just ask you to be in the hearts of their mother and father that they would bring them back and allow us to have them back in Sunday school and jump rope camp and all those things that they were involved in before, that they, they wouldn't fall by the wayside with her being gone now, but that they would um, just see the importance of having this, those children in church and being able to know who God is and that they can be able to be comforted while they also are mourning the loss of their great-grandmother. I ask you to just continue to be with this ministry and with all the people here. And I just pray all these things in your name. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, continuing in prayer, just thank you for um, us being here together, just gathering in prayer and lifting our um, loved ones up that are going through different um, sicknesses and ailments, dear Lord. And um, it's just interesting this morning, my devotional was about just our bodies and that there are some things that um, we cause on ourselves but there's a lot of other things that we we don't ask for we don't cause on ourselves and and things that are totally out of our control that happen to us and i just pray that you will um first just be um, with all of us bring us comfort and understanding and peace especially with those that are on our hearts um specifically just um mr holt dear lord and just continue to be with him and and give him as much comfort as possible and give uh, Mrs. Hope peace of mind and her family, dear Lord. And we just lift them up in prayer. And um, even if doctors have no other answers and no other means, we trust in you to just do what you do best and, and let your will be done. And I just pray, dear Lord, for all the other families and loved ones that we have. Um, as Chantel mentioned, just uh, Mrs. Kenner and uh, for... Uh, Bob Kenner, dear Lord, and I think of also um, Bonnie and different ailments that she has from time to time, and for just Trinace and her ailments, and then for her mother as well, going through sickness, and um, they're just different individuals, maybe even some that we don't know about at this time, um, that are just having different things going on, but we know our bodies, um, we have to take care of the best way we can, but we put them in your hands, dear Lord, because you are the ultimate healer, and you know um, how everything works, and, and we don't all the time, and, and we can only put so much trust in, in doctors and medicines, dear Lord, but we know you're the ultimate one that made our bodies and know how they function, and and you know our greatest strengths and our limitations, dear Lord, and I just pray that you just continue to work in each and one of our lives and have us just um, have understanding that, that you will um, take care of everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, continue in prayer. We just lift up those in our congregation who are sick, Lord. Um, we lift up Donna and her treatments, and we ask that you continue to just help her recover, help there to be nothing um, in the test that she's having. We lift up Trinace as her health issues and the, the surgery she's got coming up. We ask that you just guide the doctor's hands, help everything to go smoothly, help her to recover quickly. We lift up uh, Grandpa Holt. as uh, He's in the hospital, Lord, just continue to work in that. We just praise you that you were able to help him to this point and um, bring him along and continue to heal him, Lord, and help it to be a, a speedy recovery. Lift up Grandpa Kenner, continue to heal him, Lord, and um, the long battle he's had with health issues. Um, we think of my mom as um, her health issues she's been dealing with, her feet and um, the different ailments she's been struggling with, Lord. Um, I know we've been praying a lot these last months for uh, many of the saints in this church, Lord. Um, but we just, um, some of them you've healed, some of them you are continuing to heal with, some of them you've called home. And we know ultimately in all of these people that that was your will. It was your will for them to go through these things. It was your will 
um, to bring those home, that it was their time to be with you, and that others, as you're using this as a testimony time or as a time to just continue to um, remind them of their need for you and that our lives, each and every one of us, are in your hands and you are in control of our lives. And we just praise you for that because we are ones that can say we at least have a merciful creator who is um, in charge of our lives. And um, there are those that do not have that salvation to look forward to, that, that hope that they just look at, hope that they can just heal on their own, Lord, or something like that, though, that they don't have that faith, Lord. And we just ask that they see that, and they see that through us. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, just a quick reminder. We cut the video after Andy so that when we do our individual prayer requests, it's not out there to people you might not want to have that. So in case you were wondering why we turn it off every time, that's why. Let's take prayer requests. Go ahead, Andy. Commissioner Lane. 